Every Sunday in this church, I've never heard it in any other church that I've been to, and I've been to lots of them. You hear, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome at Christ's table. Those are really important words here. Uh, they're important because they, in part, define who we are. We are welcoming, on the one hand, and we are challenging. The spiritual journey is the challenging part. The spiritual journey asks you, where are you now and where did you come from? Well, I know where I came from. I came from a very long tradition of Episcopal Church apathy. <laughs> I started going to the Episcopal Church at the age of five. That is to say, I attended the church. It was a white, clabbered New England church, St. Francis, Long Ridge Village, Connecticut. I was confirmed there. And I was taught there. But what I was taught was the basic moral imperatives of generosity and caring and social justice. It felt very nice. I felt very nice there. But never in the, all the years that I was there or in my own home, never was I asked what I believed myself. In the absence of that question, I developed, as I got older, I, I developed a, a, a knowledge of what I didn't believe. I didn't believe that there was a heaven up there somewhere. I didn't believe that there was a throne. I didn't believe that there were white robes up there. And so I went through high school, an Episcopal school. I went through Yale, Harvard. Um, uh, I, I uh, went through the Army, uh, marriage, children, moved back to Brooklyn. And I, I missed the church. So I joined St. Anne's Church in Brooklyn. Wonderful rector, I loved him. Melville Harcourt, Canon Melville Harcourt, a round British man who <laughs> rolled his R's and invited me for sherry after services. After that, uh, moved finally to Los Angeles in 1984. And in, in Los Angeles, there were nine years where we had gone to church periodically, but nothing really felt right until 51 years after my five-year-old entry into the Episcopal Church, 1993, I walked into St. Augustine by the sea, and the first Sunday I heard, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome at Christ's table. Well, I got 
the welcome part. I didn't get the spiritual journey, uh, that challenge, that self-revolution that uh, Nate just talked about in his sermon. But two weeks later, I came back again and Father Fred Fenton took me into his, into his study with a couple of other newcomers and Gretchen. And as if, as if he didn't know what my response was going to be, he asked me uh, the, the first important question, which was, tell me about your prayer life. <laughs> and I had to say, well, Father, I don't have any, you know. I don't believe that heaven is up there in some place. I don't believe in that, that throne up there that they talk about. In the, and he said, okay, here's what I tell you to do. Just do it. And I said, what? Just pray. He said, try it for one week and come back and tell me what happened. And I did. And the first thing I noticed was nothing. The next thing was there was a kind of grayness out there. It was around me and it felt very comfortable and it was sort of gray. And then it became more distinct. And I, I got, I suddenly realized there is this whole creation out there which is growing and throbbing. This amazing creation. And there has to be some intention, some intention behind all of that. And then I said, that's enough. Don't go any further. Don't call it anything. It's just the beginning. <laughs> but I was on the path. And after that came the great, what I call the, the deconstruction. The deconstruction starts with the, with the creed. And I'm just going to give you one example, well, just one, which is incarnate from the Virgin Mary. Wow, that was one of those things that I just could never deal with. But then I thought, well, for me, what does virgin mean? Virgin means purity. It means purity. It means, it means uh, newness. It means uh, um, beauty. And so I suddenly had a sense that perhaps this Jesus, there was an intention behind his birth that was just simply different from mine and all of ours. And on it went. Uh, <clears throat> for our sake, uh, uh, he was crucified. Why for our sake? And on and on into the Gospels and the Gospel classes and centering prayer here and uh, the labyrinth and spy, safe place for youth, and on and on. So, <clears throat> apathy no more. Uh, the, the path itself, the journey, uh, erases 
the hard language and the dogma. Well, is this a transformation? No, it's not. It doesn't feel to me like a real transformation. It feels like a transfusion, a transfusion of support and caring and love from Father Fenton to, to, to Hartshorn Murphy to Malcolm Boyd to Father Rue, support from Gretchen, support from so many of you out there. So I can tell you, this place offers a promise. The promise is the promise of a challenge. But in that challenge, you will have support all the way. So I can sit, I sit in that pew now, and I don't attend church. I participate in that church now. I feel the support, the support re moves on to commitment, the commitment to gratitude. And the gratitude then goes on to giving financial support, giving support in any way I can in all the various activities here. I'm on the vestry. I build furniture. <laughs> so I have to say to you uh, only one thing. Um, accept the challenge and welcome to Christ's table. Thank you.